strengthening your struggling people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me, let me tell you why worship is so important. That's why we shouldn't miss church. When we come to worship, Lord have mercy. Amen. We are, hallelujah, transformed. Amen. As we transfer everything to him. And once we've transferred everything to him, he makes sure we have the triumph. Can I get a witness? See, we already have the victory, but we got to know we have the victory. Can I get a witness? We got to know that we know that we know that all things are working together for the good. Now, a participle, something ending in ing, are working continuous together. But in the Greek, it means God has already worked. Lord, have mercy. This thing out for our good and his glory. And all that's left for us to do is believe. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, darling. Thank you, choir. Praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is just so good. Amen. And he's a stronghold in the time of trouble. This morning we'll be in Rome, I mean Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, one of my favorite books. In fact, I did my trial sermon out of this book. Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 3. When you get it, say amen. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye, now watch this now, become weary and faint in your minds. Our operative C this morning is consider. Consideration of his contradiction. Mm. Consider, 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 consider. I'm only going to handle these three verses. This, 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 this text is loaded. One, one of the most powerful persuasions to the people of God who are facing trying times and fighting with a faith of fortitude, we are encouraged to look back at our predecessors. Uh, I'm a history buff and I love looking back at history and seeing what others accomplished when they had a made-up mind. Uh, this text, this text 
helps us to see that those that are in our past who were able to pull through difficulties, dysfunctions, and personal defeats are prominent as we promote their perseverance. We applaud their passions. We even pinpoint their pains. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a witness that people need models to help manifest within them a stick to and 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 once you have raised your children to leave home, become independent, fly on their own, you've done your job. Now some of them be back, but <laughs> some won't leave. But uh, the reason they come back is uh, I, I, I don't I don't want to bust your bubble. They don't come back because they love you. They come back because they had it good. Yeah. Make it a witness. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you make it too good for them, they won't leave. That's that's a whole nother sermon. In the name of Jesus, I I keep telling you that 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 eagle that eagle God gave that eagle some instinctive wisdom. When the eagle is building a nest for the eaglets, they uh yeah. They build thorns at the bottom, and then they put brush over the thorns. And so when the eaglet is small, sitting on the brush, they're comfortable. But as the eaglet gains weight, the thorns start hitting them, and they know it's time to leave. Well, some of your children ain't hit the thorns yet. Can I get a witness? When they hit them thorns, they're going to fly away. Praise the name of Jesus, and, and uh, that's a whole other sermon, but uh, praise, so don't make it too comfortable for them. In the name of Jesus, you know, let the, let the gas get cut off, let the electricity get cut off, let, let something happen so they, they know they got to fly away. Praise the Lord. Now, the book of Hebrews is a book that focuses on the superiority of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is better. He's better than everything else. He's superior to everything else. He is um, a man, a superior person. Categorically, he's better than the angels, better than Moses, better, amen, than the law. Uh, his priesthood is better. He's better. His priesthood is better than Levi. And, and then they deal with the principle of faith. He's got a better principle, and this is a principle that's paramount and will be paramount in our lives in 2016, that the just shall live by their faith. Now, there's conjecture on who wrote the book, but not for me. Conjecture for some of you. I believe this is one of the 13 epistles of Apostle Paul, and the reason I say so is because Typically, even under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, no one wrote a book and used other writers' claims or cliches. And it's here that Paul, 
I believe, Paul says in Romans, the just shall live by faith. Paul says in Galatians, the just shall live by faith. And here in Hebrews, the just shall live by faith. And, and that comes from Habakkuk 2.4, that the just shall live by their faith. We don't live by feelings. We don't live in fear. We don't, amen, we don't, we don't live through anything else but faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so one of the things we have to discern is that in 2016, when we face certain personal difficulties or postponements of delay, possibilities of defeat, the writer to the Hebrews points out, amen, this principle, which starts in chapter 10, verse 35. And by the way, these were Hebraic Christians, Hebrews, listen, Hebrews who turned away from Judaism and they turned to Christianity. They turned to Jesus. And as a result, they were ostracized by their family. They were thrown out of the synagogue. They were hated because of their newfound faith. So the writer to the Hebrews is encouraging them, the dysphoria, the spreading out of the tribes. As you guys get saved... We want you to remember to be encouraged, amen, through all the things you're going to go through because the just shall live by their faith. And, and, and when you look at this in chapter 10, verse 35, it says, and I just want to quote it, as we are reminded, not to cast away, listen to this, don't cast away your confidence. Whatever you do, don't lose your sense of confidence in the Lord because there is a great recompense of reward. Great recompense, great recompense, great recompense of reward. And so when you get to chapter 11, the faith chapter, it is commonly called the Hall of Fame of Faith of the saved who manage, listen to this now, they manage to fight, have faith, fortitude, and they finished well. Can I get a witness? Amen. And, and so what the writer to Hebrews is saying is that, in essence, we have to look around us at those that preceded us, uh, predecessors. We have to look, amen, don't look in us, but look up to him. And, and it's in this look, this threefold look, that we begin to look at Several things that I think will be instrumental in 2016. Now, uh, we, we, we started the new year with the crossover, amen, uh, from Joshua, how we ought to cross over and go into the promised land. And then last week, we talked about a condemning, critical, critiquing, controlling spirit. We ought not, amen, waste time judging others. We ought to look at ourselves. Can I get a witness? Mirror, mirror on the wall. You know, who's got the most flaws of them all? And the mirror says you. Praise the name of Jesus. So uh, when I see people always looking at other people, they're hiding something. Can I get a witness? Y'all get quiet. As the woman said, let me preach at the clock. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, that when we begin to look at this, these, just these three verses, I want to lay out an encouragement for all of us 
first of all, our concentration of our predecessors. Look what he says. Wherefore, verse 1, see. Now, now, now stop. Every word becomes critical. Our inability to see truth messes us up. Because the language is metaphoric and hypothetical. Wherefore, seeing, seeing what? That we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And I've preached this numerous times. The word nef- cloud is nephos, N-E-P-H-O-S, which is a dense, a dense multitude of people and a a metaphorically an amphitheater of witnesses the word witnesses means martyrs so he's not talking about angels he's talking about people who listen they saw something they heard something they believed something and they had to suffer through something angels have never suffered not yet. Some of them will. The ones that fell. But it is, it, is the, it is the speaking of a well-qualified expert. And, 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 and what Hebrews 11 did, it gives us a definition of faith. For, by, for faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What a superior principle. It gives us a description of faith. For by it, the elders, amen, the elders... Amen, pass the test. But then it gives us a demonstration, definition, description, demonstration from verses 4 to 40 of people who had to run a race of faith, fortitude, and those that had to finish well. I, I, I love this picture. How do I finish well? Mm. That, that, that when you look at this, he, he's first talking about the predecessors of God's biblical heroes. And, and when you go back to chapter 11 and verse 4, he's talk, he starts out with Abel, who, what did Abel do that was so worthy of God's praise and pleasing? He deposited an offering, giving God exactly what God wanted. Now, I can preach on that all week. We typically give God what we want God to have. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, is your name Cain? Because that's what Cain did. Cain gave God what he wanted God to have. I'm preaching up in this place. Abel gave God what God asked for. So he deposited an offering. And it says God was pleased. Then in verse 5, Enoch disappeared. Enoch walked with God until he was no more. He walked so close to God till he just disappeared. It was all God, no Enoch. Don't worry, you ain't disappearing, I ain't disappearing. We ain't walking that close. Can I get a witness? I know y'all like to think <laughs> you're going to disappear. You ain't going nowhere. He, Enoch disappeared as he walked with God. Noah di- was divinely warned of things that he had not yet seen, and he moved with fear. 
God told Noah it's going to rain. The earth had never seen rain. He was building an ark in the middle of the woods, and he was being laughed at. What are you doing, Noah? It's going to rain. And the Bible says he preached the same sermon for 120 years. Can you imagine coming to church every Sunday and, what's pastor preaching about this morning? It's going to rain. <laughs> it's going to rain. He, he, Lord have mercy, divinely warned of things not yet seen. And by faith, he moved. Abraham de departed from the Ur of the Chaldees. Now, the Ur of the Chaldees was a partying place. It was Old Testament Las Vegas now. Yeah. It was, it was partying all night, drinking all night, gambling all night. God said, get up and get out. Can I get a witness? And, and, and he departed. But he was diligent in a 14-year delay, and he delivered up his only son Isaac on the altar in chapter 22. So uh, it, it talks about Abraham. Then it talks about Moses, verse 23, that Moses made a decision. And, and listen, in 2016, you and I are going to make some decisions that are not popular. He would rather suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. What do you mean? Well, what did Moses do? Let me go back. He chose pain over pleasure. Mm. That's how biblical heroes. But what's implied in the text are biological heroes. Don't miss this. My grandmother, aunts, uncles, my mother, my father. I got folk in my family that are home with the Lord and they were biological heroes of faith, fortitude and they finished well. Anybody that died in Christ, don't feel sorry for them. They graduated. Didn't they graduate? They graduated. No more crying, no more dying, no more, no more, no more pain, no more sickness. They, they graduated. I, 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 was, I was saying this morning how, amen, that our biological heroes, listen to this now, they played the hand that was dealt to them. Now, now let me stop because I know this culture, I know this age, this is a selfie age, me, myself, and I. Everybody think they're going to be rich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody got a vision, amen, to put you higher than Jesus. I, I understand. It's a generation that just caught up on self. This generation does not serve anybody else. It's all about me. I've had some biological heroes. I watched my mother and father go through stuff, and I just shook my head. But they were faithful. They were faithful. We, we, again, we were in church every Sunday. That's when children were seen and not heard. Thank God for that generation. 
They weren't concerned about your opinions, were they? But, Mom, I think, ain't nobody talk to you. Hey, you should kill, kill that weed. We, we, praise the name of Jesus. Come on now. I know y'all don't like it. I, I know. And I'm not saying that's the healthiest way to raise kids either. It probably is, but I'm not going to say that. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that when we look at those heroes, I remember my grandmother, she came to Philadelphia in 1922 from South Carolina, and she used to sit there and tell me stuff. I looked at her like that. She said, on Wednesday nights, we lit our lanterns, 1920, 21, and we walked 10 miles through the woods to go to prayer meeting. Snakes, all kind of stuff. But we, we, had, we, we formed a line to go to prayer meeting. Now, y'all driving pickup trucks, cars, motorcycles, and y'all can't come to church on Wednesdays. There, there, there was a commitment. There was an innate commitment in them for their Christ. Don't you have some biological heroes? Didn't, didn't it puzzle you how faithful your parents or grandparents were to Jesus, to the church? Didn't, didn't it mess you up how much they gave God their heart, their belief? When they had problems, when they cried, when, when they didn't have food, they trusted in the invisible God. My God today, we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witness. And here's the other thing. Uh, you know, I love alliteration. I'm looking for another B. I couldn't find it, but let me check this one out. Everybody that God placed in your life without you knowing it, that helped you along the way, it could have been a professor. Come on now. It, it could have been somebody to rebuke you. It could have been, it could have been some, 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 somebody that just came in your life, just popped up in your life, and they managed to help you move along. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I remember in the military, I remember, come on now, when I worked in the government, there were people, strangers, I didn't know. They, they were there to give me a helping hand. Come on now. Guess, guess, guess what I found out? I found out even if that person wasn't saved, God had something to do with them helping me out. I was in 12th grade in South Philadelphia High. I got a B plus in calculus, man. You know, calculus is, is, a, is, a, is a calculus is a combination of algebra and trigonometry. You know, sine, cosine, tangent. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Angles. Well, how'd you get a B plus? Well, the teacher liked me. <laughs> so, don't, so don't catch me after service and say, oh, Pastor, can you help me with my calculus? Ain't nothing happening. Two and two is four. <laughs> look, look, look what he says. This cloud, this nephos of witnesses that are in this amphitheater looking down on us. They finished this race well. Hmm. Secondly, look, look, right there. Then he deals with not only 
our concentration of our predecessors, but our commitment of our purposes. Mm, mm, mm. Have you ever had your mouth washed out with soap? I did. I did. No, my parents ain't do it. It happened in school. That's when teachers had a paddle. No, yeah. Come on over to the sink. I'm going to teach you something. That, that's when, when the teacher called home, the parent agreed with the teacher. And, and, and listen, you didn't want the teacher to call home because that just means you're getting another beating. Remember that? Today, parents go up to the school, my child would never do. Here we go. Our commitment to our purposes, the first of two, look what he says, let us, us that are saved, lay aside every weight, ankos in the Greek, every bulk, every mass, anything that would hinder the runner from running the race, moral or immoral. Uh-oh. Not necessarily sin. Could be an attitude. Could be an action. Someone has said this. Listen to this, this quote. The enemy of the best is often not the worst, but the good. The enemy of the best is often not the worst, but the good. Good can stop you from pleasing God. What you deem to be good could be a hindrance to your running. You got this stinking attitude that you're right and everybody else is wrong. You can't see yourself the way you are. Yeah, you refuse to shine a light on yourself and you think you're good and it stops you from being the best. My God. These encumbrances or weights stand in our way from running. Anything that will sidetrack me out of the will of God. Now, what is it, child of God, that can sidetrack me out of the will of God? I'm glad you asked. First of all, my fantasies, my proposed hopes. Mm. I can cloud my mind with fantasies. To the point, I get sidetracked from running the race with Jesus. Hmm. My God. We're going to have a love enrichment in February. Let me tell you how deep this is. And, and again, this generation does not have the same level of commitment that our parents or grandparents had. Or do we have? They don't. They're wiser but weaker. Listen to this. When we get married, there was something about the parts. I'm using this metaphorically. Something about the parts that intrigued us and not the entire package. Once we get the entire package and realize there are parts there we don't like, 
then we went out. This ain't what I bargained for. And you never see the whole package while you engaged or dating because folk cover the package up. Come on now. If I take you out on a date and we go to a restaurant and I'm sitting there and, and I'm, you know, gleaning and, and we start eating and you up there. Fool with this doc. I said, look, I said, look, this one got to go, doc. I ain't fool with this doc. I can, I can see me in another room right now. Look, you, you know what I'm talking about. That's tight. You know, growing up, and see, I messed up from, from, from my history. We couldn't, we couldn't belch, and you better not, do, you better not let the air out the other end. Not at the kitchen table, Doc. Talking about, excuse me, it was an accident. Yeah, you, you know, an accident, Doc. Yeah. I come from a touchy family. How many of y'all come from a touchy family? I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't fool with that. Well, that's natural. It ain't natural. Get up and say, excuse me. You, you feel that thing coming down. You, 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 get, you, you get up. You get up. You get up. You get up and vacate the premises, Doc. Don't be sitting up here. I'm trying to eat my food, and you letting out all kind of gases. I ain't fooling with that. Well, well, that's that's that that's a part of the package. Yeah. Oh Lord, Pastor, we need counseling. Why? They pass gas. We need counseling. Our fantasies are fractures. And we know about fractures. That's our hurts. Our, 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 listen, our historical hurts can be a major interference. I know it can. And then our frictions are our habits. We all got habits. We must, we must break clean, cut it off. We must lay aside every weight. When a runner is running a sprint, it's easy. You're doing a 100-yard dash, and, and typically you only have on shorts and a top and sneakers. But when you're doing a 26-mile marathon, you got to pace yourself. you got to make sure there's nothing that you're carrying around on you that can weigh you down. This thing is tight. He says, let us lay aside, take off every encumbrance. Encumbrance, take it off. It's slowing you up. Your attitude, your pride, your inability to serve another, your inability to <laughs> disclose that you are part, if not most of the problem, is an encumbrance. It's, 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 it's slowing us down in this race. There's some things in my life that the Spirit of God told me, you just got to change. You just gotta you 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 gotta change. You gotta you gotta give it up. You gotta you you gotta denounce it. You gotta come on now. You gotta put it off. It's not profitable while running this race. Part of the sanctification process, the transformation process. That amen. And sometimes we can't put it off all in one night. Sometimes it takes a long time to put stuff off. 
Nevertheless, he's saying you, you need to lay aside every weight. And then third, he deals with our conflict of our pain and the sin. The is an article in the Greek, meaning specificity. There's, there's one sin. Now, I'm not talking about temptations, and I'm not talking about uh, getting high, drinking liquor, uh, running the floor. He, he said, no, no, no. There's one sin that will take you out of this race. Well, what is it? The sin of doubt. Doubt in a believer's life will sidetrack you. Because it, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Do I have a witness? Look what he says. And the sin, the sin, specificity, one sin, which does so easily beset us. It's a besetting sin. It's a sin of doubt that enters into our lives. When doubt comes, then discouragement comes. When does discouragement and doubt come in my life? When God chooses to delay. Hmm. When God denies my prayers, when God defers my situation, you, you remember the story, remember, remember, I think it was Mark 5, I preached that several times where, look, look, here's Jarius who worked at the synagogue, Jarius comes to Jesus and said, will you come and heal my daughter? Jesus said, yeah, I'll come, I'll come to your house, remember, I'll, I'll come to your house, come on Jarius, let's go. Jairus is all happy, and on the way, as he's going to Jairus' house, there's a woman with an issue of blood who has said within herself, she didn't have the discussion with nobody else, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Remember that? And, and, and Jesus, and she presses through the crowd, and she touches Jesus, and Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? And the disciples say, come on, Lord. All these people here? He said, no, 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 no. This was a special touch. Because this touch made virtue come out of me. This, this was a touch of faith. Uh, oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Look, this was not an ordinary touch. This was not somebody just bumping into me. This was somebody believing me for everything. And when she touched him, the blood issue dried up. It's a great story, isn't it? The woman is suddenly whole. After 30-something years of internal bleeding, she's whole. But think about Jairus. He's still waiting on Jesus to follow him to his house. So they, they, they begin to walk again, and here come some messengers. You know, Satan always got messengers. Don't bother the master no more. Your daughter is dead. Jesus looks at Jared and says, just believe. I love that text. The word belief that Jesus uses is not the ordinary word for belief. It's not even a saving belief. It's a supernatural belief. Believe beyond her death that I'm able to get her up. Can I get a witness? You remember the man said, I believe, but help my what? My unbelief. Finally, he makes it to Jarius' house and raises the daughter. Can I get a witness? But look at the delay. Look at the deferment. Look, look, 
look at uh, hey, amen, all the stuff that happened in between. And sometimes a conflict will cause us discouragement and defeat and delay. And in 2016, when you and I hit conflict, we got to have two things going for us, a focus and a fight. You, you and I got to focus on him. We, we, you you got to focus on him. And then you got to fight the fight of faith. You got to believe beyond what's going on in your life. Can I get a witness? That's why you need to open up that book of Psalms. And you need, uh, Psalms is for encouragement. Can I get a witness? Psalms is a devotion. Uh, uh, be still and know that I am God. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof, there is a stream. God says, I always got something going on. Can I get, even when you've given up, I, that's when I show up. I, I don't even show. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. I'm talking to somebody. When, when you get to the end of your road, it's just the beginning of mine. And, and I need you to get to the end of your road so you don't think you had anything to do with it. I, I want everything out. I want everything failing. I want everything faltering so I can step in. And I can't step in until you're out of options. I can't step in until your eyes is on me. I can't step in until you're praising my name. I, I can't step in until you're a witness that I'm worthy to be praised. You, I need you to know that you know that you know you got to be like Mary at the wedding when Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, go on and do it. Can I get a witness? We run out of wine in this wedding, but I know that he's able. Isn't he able? He's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think to the only wise God. See, you got to have a disruptive faith. You got to have a faith, Lord have mercy, that defies the natural. You got to have a faith that'll give you joy in the midst of, come on now, your trouble. You, you got to have a faith, amen, where you believe in spite of what you see. Can I get a witness? You can tell your children right now, you're all messed up. You're on your way to hell. But I believe God. I, I choose to believe him. I choose to stand on his word. I choose to call things that be not as though it already was. I'm not living a defeated life. Can I, I'm living a declared life. I'm not looking for the victory. I already have the victory. Can I get a witness? I'm walking in victory. Can I get a witness? I'm praising in victory. Can I get a, I'm running in victory. I'm going to finish this race. Can I get a witness? Hell may come, hell may go, but I know that you're able. You're able. Uh, uh, 
and the sin that doth so easily beset us. Uh-huh. And our continuance in God's plan. Let us, the second let us, let us run and keep on running. Let us run with perseverance. Can I get a witness? Let's run like we know we're going to win. Let's run like we know we won't stop. Let's run, amen, like we already crossed the finish line. But child of God, I need you to home in on, let us run with perseverance. The race, the Greek word for race is agon. It's an agony. It's an agonizing race. It's a race that's going to cause you some pain. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got to run through some pain. Don't we have to run through some pain? Yeah, God, God is not going to make it easy for you because, see, he wants you to finish. Lord, have mercy. He, God, 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 God wants you to be furnished with what he wants to put in you. Yeah, and, and, and child of God, when he says, let us run with perseverance, the agony, the agonizing race. Some of us are agonizing through marriage. Some are agonizing with money. Some are agonizing in our mind. Some are agonizing, agonizing, agonizing. Uh, this agonizing race is not something that came out of nowhere. Now we're going to get deep. Because the writer says, Let's run with a perseverance, this agony that God set. <laughs> Before us, God didn't make you sin, but here's what God did. God is so deep, he can already use what's in you to make you what he wants you to be. What does it mean that is set before us? First of all, it's God that determines our track. Amen. The track you're running on. Amen. Now, God is not the author of confusion, nor is God the author of sin. But listen to what I'm saying. God chose the track you're on. When did he choose, choose it before you were born? This one's deep. I had no aspirations of being a pastor. Pastoring, past, if you had told me when I was in the military acting a fool that I was going to be a pastor, I would say, you out of your military. Are you crazy? Doesn't God cover stuff up? And, and listen, there are no accidents in Christ. There are appointments. Paul, Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, he said, we all were appointed to this affliction. You, you and I got to have some afflictions in our lives. Because afflictions, Lord have mercy, helps us to be faithful. Afflictions teaches us how to truly love. Lord have mercy. Afflictions teaches us how to be humble. That, 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 that child of God, he says that God has determined this track. Mm. Secondly, God determines our troubles. 
the nature of our troubles. They don't come out of nowhere. And they can come from our stuff. Because we reap what we sow. Isn't that right? Come on now, y'all stop it. I can't blame none of my troubles on nobody in this place. My troubles is me, myself, and I. Come on now, can I get a witness? Hmm. God not only determines our tracks and our troubles, but our travel speed, our pace. They're set by God. And if you miss this, if you miss that God chose your track, you will be, listen, you will be in agony going back in your past wishing you had done something different. This one's tight. Ah, man, I'm struggling. I should have married. Don't go there. I'm struggling. I should have taken this job or this career. I should have stayed where I was. Once you start going in the past, beating yourself, you write in Satan's hands. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And God's too wise to make a mistake. Can I, see, you always got to have the faith element in play. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, 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 child of God, child of God, child of God. God, uh, his will has chosen our track. His wisdom has chosen our troubles. His ways have chosen our track speed. He says, let us run with the perseverance. This is the conflict and the pain. The agony that God has set before us. My God, he said it before us. Why? Huh. Well, to learn, to become liberated, and to lift him up. Did you get them three L's? He's teaching to learn something. To be liberated from something. And to learn to lift him up. And in this school, when you don't pass a course, you merely take it over again. Y'all know about summer school, right? <laughs> I was bad in seventh grade, forgive me for saying it. It's something about them new school years, seventh, tenth. And I had an English teacher who gave me a she, no, she gave me an E in English. And I had to go to summer school. I brought it up to a B. And I learned something through that experience. Very, very interesting. No one wanted to go to summer school. Everybody else was out of school. You in classes. How many of y'all went to summer school? Oh, you kidding me. But anyway, move right along. Jesus. That, 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 that the writer talks about a race that has been set. Uh, keep in context that wherever you are in life, God has something to do with it. Now, God is not telling you all the whys. Are y'all getting this? Joseph had to go in a ditch from the pit to the palace of Egypt. Remember that? Daniel 
went into captivity the rest of his life. Isn't that right? Him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Moses died and could not go into the promised land. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Jacob had to run from his own twin brother. And, his, and he had to wrestle with God and came out with a limp to learn the sufficiency of the Savior. Do I have a witness? That uh, child of God, that this perseverance is a agony. So you and I have agonies added to our lives. And we keep saying, devil, you a liar, get behind me. And Satan is in hell saying, I ain't got nothing to do with that. That ain't my plan. That's God's plan. And here's the encouragement for the child of God. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. What you got to keep telling yourself by faith is, whatever God allows in my life, whatever God adds to my life, whatever God takes away from my life, is going to work out for my good and his glory. <laughs> what a God. God sits back, and let me try to dramatize this through foolishness. God sits back. He saves us, then he says, Satan, take your best shot. And when Satan takes his best shot, God promises that the end will be better than the beginning. That no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Whatever Satan's throwing in your way, it won't work. Because greater, I'm trying to preach to somebody, is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never seen a seed begging bread. What are you going to do with a God like that? God said, listen, God said, I'm going to answer before you call. I'll be there before the situation takes place. I'm your deliverance. I'm your doctor. I'm your lawyer. Come on now. I'm your way maker. Can I get a witness? God has already worked it out. And this is why we can't praise him by faith because we are caught up in our feelings. I don't feel loved. I don't feel good about myself. I don't, I don't feel like my life is going anywhere. God didn't ask you to feel. God told you to believe. Can I get a witness? And because Jesus is living, because Jesus is Lord, because Jesus is my liberator, Logos, Lamb of God, I'm coming out of this thing. Can I get a witness? You can't keep me down. You can't even put me down. You, you can't you can pray me down. Uh, uh, greater, 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 greater. I've got a help from heaven. Come on. i got a source from the Savior. My God is an awesome God. you got to keep on believing that. When you're going through in 2016, when you're getting ready to throw the towel in, when you don't feel like walking by faith, just be still. And know that he is God. Take your hands off the controls. Trust and never doubt and he'll surely bring you out. 
trust in the Lord with all thine heart and believe not to thine own understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will make it to pass Lord I don't know how you're going to do it Lord I don't know when you're going to do it Lord I don't know what means you're going to use to do it but I know you're going to do it I'm messed up, I'm hooked up, I'm crooked up, can I get a witness? But my God is an awesome God. Any awesome, any awesome, any awesome. Finally, a consideration of our real power. Look, verse 2, looking, not looking around, not looking in, looking up. Mm, I don't need to compare myself with you. I need to keep looking up. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Are y'all getting this? That is, he is our steadfastness. He makes us steadfast. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He will continue as we look to him. See, once we take our eyes off him, we're in trouble. We keep looking to Jesus. If I look to my left, I might see another runner. I don't need to see another runner. If I look to my right, I might see another reason. Can I get a witness? If I look, uh, uh, yeah, uh, too far behind me, I might see uh, a new rule. But when I look up, to Jesus. Can I get a witness? If I look to myself, I get discouraged. If I look at others, I get disappointed. But when I look to Jesus, I get delighted. He says, looking unto Jesus. You got to keep your eyes on the prize. Can I get a witness? The author, now, now please don't miss this, author and finisher, Alpha and Omega, yeah, he started and he's going to end it. Can I get a witness? Uh, the author and finisher of our what? Faith. Who? I'm coming in now. For the joy. Uh-oh. That was, now look at this same Greek word, set before him. Acts tells us that by the sovereign will of God, the Godhead voted that Jesus had to die. They set before him a track. Can I get a witness? They said that if you want to save Raymond Gordon, you got to go, amen, to the cross and shed your blood. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and see, just, and I'm, I'm coming in, just, just, just when we're on the brink of doing the will of God, Satan comes along with, amen, suggestions. It's called the power of suggestion. You remember in Matthew chapter 4, he told Jesus, since you are the son of God, amen, why don't you, I, I know you're hungry, you haven't eaten in 40 days, 40 nights, why don't you turn these stones into bread? And Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. You want me to act independent of God. It was God that put me in this wilderness. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness. 
I'm not cheating for my self-benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, have mercy. Can I get a, and see, that's why, I, listen, you don't have to get me ever mixed up with Jesus because you serve him, you worship him, you don't worship me. Because if I was on a cross, y'all butts be in hell. I can tell you right now, I'm up there, my hands are bleeding, my, uh, I got nails in my ankle, and, and they spitting on me, and I say, that's it. I'm coming off this. I'm going to end this. Well, 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 what about Reverend Green? Let Reverend Green go to hell. I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. But see, God so loved the world. I'm preaching up in this place that he gave his only, oh, oh wait a minute, back up. Love has something to do with giving. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. What was said before him? The cup, the cross, the catastrophe, and they led him away to Calvary. Did they lead him away? Yeah, they mocked him. They spit on him. They laughed at him. They ran around across and said he saved others, but he cannot save himself. Did they say that? And the Bible says Jesus didn't mumble a single word. Isn't that right? They, they, they nailed him at 9 o'clock in the morning on Good Friday. Can I get a witness? And they left him there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the only reason they took him down, because the Sabbath came at 6 o'clock. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died for the joy that was set before him. He died the joy that was set before him. They put him in a borrowed tomb for the joy that was set before him. Can I get a witness? They rolled a stone to his grave and put guards out there all night for the joy that was set before him. But Allah, I said Allah, Allah, on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. See, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. And the writer says, for consider him that endured such contradiction. 2016, you got to go through some conflict. You got to go through some contradiction. You got to endure it in the name of Jesus. You got to know that you know that God is going to bring you out. Can I get a witness? You got to know that you know that God is able. You got to know that you know that God is willing. You got to know that you know that God wants you to have the victory. You got to have a made-up mind. Don't run around here in your pity parties. If you got a pity party, stop the party. If you feel sorry for yourself, wake up. If you feel like dying, wake up. If you feel like throwing the towel in, wake up. Because Jesus, I said Jesus, I said Jesus, the Christ, he is your strength, he is your sufficiency, say ya, say ya, say ya, consider this. Cloud of witnesses. Biblical heroes.
biological heroes. Thank you, Grandma. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, aunts. Thank you, Godmother. Thank you, Uncle. They didn't die rich. They didn't have no 401ks. They didn't have big bank accounts. But here's what they had. They had faith in Jesus. See And that faith took them all away. All the way. All the way. All the way. And that's why Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. And now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Let's stand on our feet. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, consider this. If you're here and you're not saved, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You've never asked him to come into your life Savior. Just raise your hand. Be honest with God. Just raise your hand. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ this morning. Just raise your hand. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join a church on your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father, in the name of Jesus, as we run this agon, this agony in 2016, Help us to persevere. Help us to know that this is not an accident, but an appointment. Help us to know that you've already given us the victory. And God, in the name of Jesus, when our faith gets low, when we want to walk away, when we want to walk out, oh, give us a steadfastness. Help us to be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for our labor is not in vain. Booster our faith. Help us to believe beyond what we see, beyond what we feel, beyond what we hear. And we thank you for the victory in Jesus. Now prepare our hearts for a holy communion. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us. And you didn't say who was worthy. You said don't do this in an unworthily manner. Help us to be discerning about what we're about to do. The body and blood of Jesus, symbolic with the wafer and the grape juice. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Reached down to the basket. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, broke it. He said, take eat. This is my body, which has been broken for you. Then he took a cup. On the third cup was the communion. He passed the cup and said, this is the blood of the New Testament. As often as you do this, shh, you show remembrance of me to our come. If you need help, raise your hand. We have deacons out there to help you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Pull out the wafer, just hold it in your hand. Just hold it in your hand. Just hold it in your hand. None of us are worthy. But unworthily is an adverb. It means the manner of which. Let's do this in the right manner. This is symbolic of his body. He says, as often as you do this, you show remembrance of me till I come. And he gave his body on a cross that we may be saved. Let's all partake of the wafer. Thinking about his death, burial, and resurrection. Then the grape juice is symbolic of his blood. Without the shedding of blood, Hebrews 9.22, there's no remission of sins. 
Let's do this with discernment. Let's think about his death, burial, and resurrection. Let's partake. Amen. Praise his name. I want, amen. Let's stand on our feet. The Bible says they went out with a hymn. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting You are dismissed. Men, sign up for the men's retreat. See you Wednesday. We love you. Amen.